previously on Hashtag Colts Podcast. Oh, I wish it was that. <laughs> I wish that I wish that every time I walked into a room, I got that Dragon Ball Z previously. Well, have I isolated our listeners already? Probably. Hey, uh, I realize we have a lot of new listeners because we're playing our suite of episodes with the wonderful Mika Spielberg, who is, of course... Not only a, uh, a cam worker, she's in the sex industry, but is the daughter of Steven Spielberg. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, please, this is a documentary-style podcast. You've got to start from the beginning. We are investigating a cult called MGTOW. The format of this show is we're doing a documentary, and we take the interviews that we filmed and chop them up and analyze them as we continue to make the final feature-length documentary about this cult. I did one such interview with Mika Spielberg, and that's what we're listening to now. Uh, I wanted to interview someone in the camming industry. I approached Mika Spielberg. Uh, She was into it, and within seconds of starting our interview, she had already heard of MGTOW as a cult and had run-ins with it. And now we're kind of going through her experience, abuse, life, and I really think Mika is wonderful. Start the show over, and now we start the listening of the the show with the theme song, and then it starts again. Enjoy. What you are about to hear is the Hashtag Cult Podcast. What is a Hashtag Cult? Hashtag Cults are groups that signal membership by using a hashtag or keyword. This allows the group to operate on many different sites and makes them difficult to pinpoint. They use the hashtag model to spread propaganda on a variety of social media platforms without having a central account. This is usually because their ideas are offensive or their methods of communicating are abusive and border on website policy violations. In this show, we will show you the coercive groups and cults hiding in plain sight on the internet. just going to start like we're radio professionals. Who the hell am I? Well, I'm I'm Mike Ballack, one of the co-hosts of Hashtag Cold Podcast. And who the hell is my co-host this time? I'm Rachel Klochevsky. I'm a sex and relationship therapist. Please. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's on, on, a, on, a, on another note, that's a different note than the last note. Um, here's another clip about the uh, impact of things. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and what was and and then so so now it's only a few years since then to where you are now. I mean, what's that journey been like? From really difficult. Yeah, I used to be like such like I feel like I was like the female version of MGTOW. Well, I was what they call a pick me. What's what's that? A pick me is like someone who's like I'm better than you because I am like you know being respectful of my body it's like no you're just wounded and this was this was this was a term is this a a, a group that you found or this was a term that you heard or the term pick me yeah oh it's a term that i heard after i realized like the fourth or like fifth time of like not wearing pink like or Mm -hmm. like only wearing like things that were like oh elegant and this and that but like 
Like you're really just like portraying like, what, the opposite is really what you're portraying the opposite of what you want. Like, yeah, this and I mean it's it's uh, heartbreaking to hear. Yeah, well, I mean, again, it, it's all part of the same mechanism. Yeah. When you're surrounded by people who all seem to work in the world that they're in and you don't, you try to fit in. And when you have this secret inside of you that you don't fit in, you have to be extra of that thing. And so it makes sense that she was a pick me. Mm -hmm. Right? Which, uh, like, in case anybody doesn't know. Yeah, let's get into it. A pick me. Yeah, a pygmy is typically describing a woman who will um, advocate for things against her interests in order to collude with men's sensibilities and desires. So, you'll like, this can go from, like, I always keep my nails manicured and beautiful. You know, I don't understand women who don't have mm-hmm. manicured fingers. You know, so, like... It's a lot of trashing other on other women. women. Yeah, that's the big mechanism yeah. of it, is that, like, I'm not yes. the best. Those other women are so below standard. How dare they walk around, mm-hmm. is, is, like, how it works. Right, and, and the standard belongs to men. Mm-hmm. Right? Men dictate the standard. And here's what's also fucked up the same kinds of groups of people will complain that women are overly manicured and makeuped and all of that Mm -hmm. and then complain that they're not looking right for their men Mm -hmm. right and so there's never a real balance with that either and so it makes sense that somebody who becomes a pick me leaves being a pick me at some point because you just can't you just you can never live in a happy medium because it doesn't exist yeah because you're not chasing and, anything. And thing- you're not chasing anything to you. Right. You're chasing something that somebody yeah. else has invented. I will throw this out there, not to say, uh, not that I'm complaining about women with makeup. I, as a weirdo who is into movies and uh, does m- makeup stuff and things like that, have always owned more makeup. As a as a cis man, I always want to say this. I wear more makeup, own more makeup, not just in a fun special effects way. I wear. Uh, cover up and more makeup than every single uh, girl I have ever dated. Just love to throw I mean, those things out. I mean, makeup is fucking there. fun. It is it's fun, fun, right? I look good in eyeliner. I've never met any. You know, boys make fun of boys for wearing eyeliners in the in the two thousands and nineties. But like, every time I've done a thing and had eyeliner on after, every girl I've dated enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> on on the other note yeah. of it, the reason I say it's heartbreaking is um, not because, uh, God forbid, she believes in something democratic. Uh, <laughs> you know, she goes to the left party. <laughs> but um, I hear this time and again, and, and, and the main crux of my entire story and the main crux of what people who are in abusive relationships go through is a yep. crisis of identity. And like you said with the pick yep. me, it's heartbreaking to hear the things that I hear that people – uh, who are in abusive relationships and then they get out and want to do something. It's like that, that's what you were, you know, as someone who's never been in something like that, you were holding back on that. You were holding back, you know, yep. like it's, it's, it was heartbreaking to me to hear that it starts to affect someone's identity because as much as that sounds much more pedantic than abuse and all those different things, that's one of the main driving forces of who you are is figuring out who you are. And so when someone else yep. owns that, when a concept, an idea owns that, it, it, 
it breaks my heart to hear not just the pick me stuff, but then, oh, I've got to be a liberal, a left wing liberal, because those people were right wing people. And so that's how I'm going to get myself out is to believe yep. this thing as opposed to like, you know, oh, we're talking about right. the and, most and boring we, things on the planet, we you know? Well, we live in a dichotomous system, right? Everything has to go from one spectrum, one end of a spectrum to another. And we don't realize that there are multiple spectrums, that, that there are things that are not even just a single line, right? We live in a three-dimensional world, and we forget that you can go in whatever direction you want to. Like, some people are like, oh, you're just this liberal. I was like, excuse me, do not insult me with that word. I am so far left that I fell off that spectrum a long time ago, right? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't live in that dichotomy. I don't think about the world in this very narrow, limited view because that view has never functioned for me. I don't live in that space. I can't. Because it's too structured, and that structure doesn't suit me. But to say that I didn't sit on that spectrum for a long time would be a lie, mm -hmm. right? I needed to be there to know that I didn't belong there and that I could find something else for myself. And here, her pick-me phase, right, that shit's going to linger. Because, again, we want to know what's right. I think, like, everybody, to some degree believes that they are doing the right thing and they just are often strongly misguided mm -hmm. right like mm -hmm. I, I genuinely believe that all those insurrectionists thought that they were doing the right thing like why else would they have so much fervor and belief behind it why would they harm people physically if they didn't believe right if they didn't believe that they were doing something that was right now, do I agree? No, I don't agree that what they think is right is right. Yeah. But I do believe that human beings ultimately want to be right in this world. And when I say right, I mean good. I don't mean correct. Yeah. So this is where I get to nerd out with one of the artsiest things I get to whip out. There are truly only two grand philosophies to come out of the world of film. Three, if you count a really horrible TV uh, idea that every single episode of every show is contained within Bob Newhart's uh, TV show. I don't consider that to be a good philosophy. <laughs> the two grand philosophies are method and uh, uh, Stella Adler. So <laughs> I'll break these down for you because they're really interesting. Method would say okay. what you are saying, which is that no one thinks they're a bad guy. So everyone, that is where what's my motivation comes from. This is where you hear people uh, uh, getting into this mindset for very long periods of times. And I forget who invents method, uh, but uh, e e e the idea is that one cannot do an action without understanding everything about the person and the motivations and the, 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 the ideas behind it. What's my motivation? That's where that comes from, if you want to know. Yeah. Speaking of Animaniacs. The other side of it, which is why I want to bring it up to you, because it's really interesting, is Stella Adler, which believes in closer to what you've talked about with erogenous zones and things like that. Stella Adler believes one need not 
understand said motivations. One need only understand what it feels like to be in that situation. Yeah. And so these two philosophies really are never spoken about in film. And every time we talk about method, it's just like, oh, it's so crazy. He's dressed up like a, a rat for three days. It's like, okay. Um, <laughs> but like, there is a really interesting way to view the world through those two lenses you're talking about from my purview as a, as a filmmaker and it, it's it's interesting that we're talking about in the context of sex because that's where it becomes really prevalent there are some really interesting themes about sex coming to light not just hashtag cults i'm fascinated with the idea of the the person forced to live a certain way because of their sexuality doing certain actions and then it being explained away later as ah, that makes much more sense, even if the actions are horrible. Um, th th that's mm -hmm. a big theme coming up nowadays. And so I think using sex as a metaphor for this stuff, I think my view on a lot of this is we don't, the, the id thinks it is, is, is doing a lot more of the thinking than the ego. And the ego really is supplying logic to the id and a lot more of the times we're functioning with horny hot cold hungry you know in terms of your analogy before of people who are hungry for stuff and so this 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 idea of this lingering uh with her and being aware of of, of all these different things has to bring up and while we're talking i said i wouldn't bring up steven spielberg but while we're talking about acting here it is an apt metaphor in my opinion well because it's my show and i said it and if I, I wouldn't say all that bullshit and then be like it wasn't apt um yeah i think <laughs> that i think that the view of a lot of psychology and a lot of these things is uh, split. I view them through the lens of something I can understand, which is method versus Stella Adler, which is viscera versus logic. And I think that we often add logic when there is none. If you or someone you know has experienced a hashtag cult, is trapped in a hashtag cult, or you have been affected by any group mentioned in this show, go to hashtagcult.org for resources or to get in touch with the show. We want to hear your story.